Rob Fayette for Simi. Good morning. You know what? I just sit back sometimes and I'm like, the politics in this province are really something else. And I've only dipped my toe into the world of news periodically. But to a man that has had his finger on the pulse of this province for years, I can only imagine what he thinks when he wakes up and sees the laundry list of things that we could talk about today. For said laundry list, let's go to Victoria, kind enough to be joined by Vaughn Palmer. Vaughn, good morning. And good morning, Rob, and you are right, BC Politics is very generous in terms of material. What can I say? Where shall we start as usual? Well, I think we should start with the overrun right now on that NDP hospital project because Adrian Dix had no problem talking about it, but now we're looking at an overrun. Yeah, so you got another overrun on an NDP hospital project, and, and I would say just in terms of the public awareness the most annoying thing about this is they announced last week, Adrian Dix announced, uh, start of construction on a new hospital in Dawson Creek. And he announced the price tag and he announced the date when the hospital will be taking patients. But what he didn't acknowledge in his news release, Rob, is the project is 56, 56% over budget and two years behind schedule. And we know that if we read the previous press releases. It, it, you know, when there's an overrun and you're behind schedule, it strikes me that the right thing to do, since it's public money, is to acknowledge it and explain what happened. They didn't do either. So we've got a project, as I said, it's now $590 million. It was considerably less uh, in January of this year. That's when the previous numbers were put out. And it's going to be open in 2025, 2027, taking patients instead of 2025. So you have to go back to the record, Rob, to find out what happened here. Uh, and I can give you the overview. Uh, the first thing is they picked a bidder. Uh, they picked a proponent. Couldn't reach a final deal with them. Dumped them. Had to go back to somebody else on the previous short list. That bidder came back with a much higher price tag. And the government had no choice but to take it. The other thing they did here, which is just, a, to me, a sign of mismanagement, um, they quietly increased the floor space of the project uh, 25% by a quarter. Like, they added hmm. thousands of square meters of space. And they didn't increase the number of beds for patients. They didn't expand the ER. So there's no idea what they need the extra space for. No explanation for that. You know, and, and in January, they said the design was 60% complete. So when your design is 60% complete, and you've already spent a year negotiating with the bidder, you dump the bidder, you change the design. Is it surprising the project's more expensive? Not where I'm from. I, I mean, that's, uh, uh, Vaughn, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's just good old-fashioned botched negotiations. And, man and mismanagement. I mean, yeah. imagine you're the other bidder here, the one that was dropped. They were, they were dumped because their price tag was too high. And then, a year and a half later, they come back to you and say, um, <clears throat> actually, we'd like, you to, we'd like you to submit a new bid. Uh, one imagines the bidder is a, is a company, Graham Design, that has built hospitals all over Canada, right? So they know what they're doing. And they probably had a more realistic sense than the government of what it was going to cost to build this thing anyway. So they come back with a much higher price tag, and the government has no choice but to accept it. The government also increases floor space by 25%. 
when the design was already 60% complete. So it's not just bad negotiating, it's a kind of a reckless approach to management too. And none of this, by the way, is in the press release. And this isn't an exception. Yes. Uh, we, had the, we had the couch and district hospital uh, went over budget uh, late last year, 68% over budget because the government changed the design and brought in a whole bunch of rules midway through the planning. Uh, and this week I see Adrian Dix has announced an expansion project uh, on the hospital in Williams Lake. And that one is, hmm, 68% over budget as well. Although again, that wasn't mentioned in the news release. The health ministry never tells you any of the really interesting stuff when they put out their news releases. You have to go back to the record and see what they said about the project last year to figure out that it's over budget because they don't tell you. So, you know, I mean, you ask the government about this stuff and on the rare occasions they actually admit to a budget overrun, they give you a bunch of inflation-related uh, excuses and supply chains and more materials and shortage of workers. All those things do happen, but they never tell you how much their own mismanagement and delays and changes late in the game added to the price tag. And that's, Rob, where I say probably, well, it would be very helpful for the independent auditor general to look at these overruns. Because on the three hospitals I told you about, the combined overrun is almost a billion dollars. It's incredible. I'm Faye for Simi. Good morning. I love when I'm filling in for a show that has a segment or two with the Vancouver Suns' Von Palmer because I feel like I'm always getting educated. So let's get to the headlines of the day. How about this one, Von? New Democrat school trustee, political aide off the hook for serving as both a scrutineer in an election where she was also a candidate. Isn't that yeah. something? That's an interesting one. So this is the case of Gervin Dhaliwal. She's a school trustee in New West, a chair of the board out there for a time. Uh, also a political staffer to Adrian Dix, who we talked about in the first segment. So uh, election, civic election day in New West uh, last year. Uh, she goes in to vote, presumably for herself. And then she turns around and registers as a scrutineer uh, to scrutinize the results and what's going on in the polling place. Um, that's not allowed under the Local Elections Act. There was a complaint. Uh, the complaint, uh, when you get a complaint against the poli I mean, she won the election, right? And she was board chair, also a political staffer to Adrian Dick. So the way our uh, prosecution system works in BC, where you got somebody well-connected politically or prominent politically, you get a special prosecutor. So special prosecutor was appointed. Um, she steps down the school trustee. Uh, she gets appointed to sort of a backup job with Adrian Dix. She steps down from that, and the special prosecutor goes to work. He reported out yesterday, and she's a very lucky new Democrat. He cut her some slack. He said he did not think it was in the public interest to charge her, and he did not think that the evidence met uh, BC's standard for laying charges, which is substantial likelihood of conviction. So she's off the hook. Now it's interesting to see why she's off the hook. Uh, he made a couple of points, but the big one is this. Uh, she didn't know it was against the law <laughs> to do what she did. <laughs> and except her word for it, and okay, we'll take her word for it. As uh, she's running for office, she's uh, been a longtime NDP staffer and aide and organizer, but she hadn't read the Elections Act 
And so she didn't know that you couldn't serve, uh, that you were not allowed to serve as a scrutineer in the same election in which you're a candidate. Um, so, okay, uh, she's off the hook. She's not going to be charged. Um, the special prosecutor notes that the uh, people in New Westminster seem to think the world of her. They elected her, although I don't know what kind of a defense that is. If she hadn't won the election, I don't think anybody would care <laughs> what she did. But anyway, she's off the hook. Uh, okay, maybe after that, the thing that you might want her to have done yesterday is to breathe a giant sigh of relief and apologize for her negligence. <laughs> nope, nope, through her lawyer, she says she's been vindicated. Uh, vindicated, Rob? If your best line of defense is you, didn't, you were ignorant of the law, I don't know whether that is much of a defense. Uh, I think when you get off the hook for being ignorant of the law, you're one very lucky politician. Well, we talk about vindication. What are her next steps? I mean, does she go back and, you know, is she taking names and pointing fingers? What does, what do you think's in her future? Well, it'd be interesting to see what happens because I guess she doesn't need the backup job with the provincial government anymore. I mean, it was very nice to the new Democrats when she had to step down uh, from the school board and presumably give up her school board salary. They gave her a job over here, right? So, you know, and they... They tried to get away with it, and then it was pointed out to them that she's under investigation, so they had to drop her from that job as well. So I guess she doesn't need the provincial government jobs anymore. I assume that since she's off the hook, that she will go back to uh, New West School Board, and uh, presumably they elected her chair of the board. The NDP controls that board out there, so uh, presumably she's back as school board chair and the next civic election is a long time away. And I guess uh, if she decides to run for office again, she might uh, want to just refresh her memory about what the law actually <laughs> says on this one. Anyway, she says she's vindicated and over to you people in New Westminster, maybe they figure uh, she is vindicated. They, they said that she only actually served as a scrutineer for 20 minutes. So again, uh, you know, and she's never done it before, and I assume she'll never do it again. That's vindication. Huh? 20 minutes. Isn't that something? Fawn, thank you for this. I really appreciate you stopping by and giving us some, uh, some depth to these stories. I look forward to reading them, and uh, let's talk again soon. Great, Rob. Thanks very much. It's my pleasure. Vaughn Palmer, Vancouver Sun columnist, always spirited when it comes to these conversation pieces. And uh, yeah, 20 minutes as a scrutineer. I didn't even know what a scrutineer was till I looked it up before this segment.